Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun as we all sit around and await the verdict. <laughs> the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. The jury is in deliberation. We don't know whether they're going to come to a, a, a an agreement tonight, tomorrow night, the next night. When that's going to be, the only promise I make for you here is we are hard-hitting journalists on this show, meaning we're going to keep refreshing the news sites and tell you if anything actually happens during the show. So, yes, if anything happens, we will let you know right here on the Jesse Kelly Show. We actually have a representative for Rittenhouse an hour and a half from now. We'll get, a, we'll get as good a recap on that as we possibly can. More palace intrigue between Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. We have a hate voicemail. That's tons of fun. We'll take some phone calls tonight. 877-377-4373. You know that's a rarity for me, but tonight we're going to actually take some some phone calls. And change. Positive change. Why you and me... Need to learn how to be a lot more patient with it. I guess I should say you and I, I went to community college. But first, let's talk about Wisconsin. Last summer, the riots, Kyle Rittenhouse, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Republicans. Let's talk about all of it. And yes, I I know I've, I've had a million emails of people wanting me to play the opening of last night's show, I'll get to a little bit of that in a while. I I understand that that got popular. I didn't know that that was going to get popular. That got pretty popular. We'll get to that. But first, I want to play you this. The sound you're hearing right now is Black Lives Matter protesters. They're outside of the courthouse. I believe they're still there. They were there right before the show. They were still, they're still there outside of the courthouse where the jury is deliberating about Kyle Rittenhouse. Here's Black Lives Matter. Okay, you get the idea. If Kenosha don't give, shut it down. And it sounds like there's about six of them there because that's how many there are. Let's take a walk through this whole thing. St. George Floyd died last summer. He died and he died in a different way than many people will die. He died on camera. St. George Floyd died on camera. He died on camera and everybody in the country, really, especially anyone with access to the Internet or, or the news, they got to watch as a police officer was there with what looked like a knee on his neck. And then we, we learned all about camera angles and upper back and training and, and whatnot after. But none of that matters. We're not talking about the facts of that at all right now. He died. He died calling for his mommy. On video. Now, those things are very powerful things in the psyche of every American, and that's not lost on me. When you have a desperate, scared-looking person calling for his mom, and then he turns out to die, and it looks like he's being assaulted, or that created a visceral feeling in the minds of many Americans. Left, right, and middle. It did. It did. Especially initially. 
It created an emotion in people. Off of that emotion, Minneapolis went up in flames. And understand what what makes a riot, what makes a protest. And you do need to understand it, and I need to understand it, because there's going to be a lot more of it in the coming years as this society continues to fray and pull apart. There are several different parts of it. A part of that protest was legitimate outrage about what happened to George Floyd. A big part of that protest is simply losers from the area, oftentimes gang members, losers from the area, jumping on the opportunity to, yes, get free stuff by looting the local footlocker, but also have some fun and get into trouble. For a lot of these people from rough neighborhoods, going down and kicking in the windows of the local store and grabbing a couple bags of Funyuns, it's a good time. It's just a good time. So that's part of it. Another part of it is media ginned up outrage. And that is a huge part of it. How many people actually even know about what happens to Floyd if the media doesn't take that and run? That's a big part of it. And then there's another part of it. And this is what we're going to talk about a little bit tonight. The organized, coordinated, funded part of it. And this is the part, the reason I want to bring this part up is this is the part a lot of people on the left and the right, they either aren't aware or, or won't acknowledge the existence of it. You see, most people would, would acknowledge a protest is going to have some bad actors in it. Maybe some people genuinely mad. Of course, you're going to get some gangbangers in there. and Of course, the, the regular protest is going to have these things. But I think coordination and funding and planning is one of those things that a lot of people don't realize takes place because the news media won't cover it. Therefore, people don't know. Here is the truth, and this is a fact. We know this from financial records, from investigations done by various groups on the right, not just nationally, but internationally. Communists around the globe, Marxists, neo-Marxists, whatever you want to call them, around the globe understand this basic fact. They understand it all the way. Nobody will accept their disgusting, repugnant religion of communism just when things are normal. No human being who is happy and content and just feeling blessed about life looks around and says, ah, oh, man, life is good. You know, I think I'm going to give communism a shot. Let's just tear the whole world down and rebuild it and try something new. Communists from the very beginning have understood they need some level of misery and desperation in people in order for people to accept communism. They have always understood that. So how does that apply here in America? Let's just focus on us right here. It applies here with, well, how do you make people desperate? and angry, and miserable here in a country that has so much. We have so much here. We are so blessed. That kind of desperation and anger is not just going to appear here. It has to be created here. And so communists, powerful, wealthy communists who want to remake the world and understand they'll be the ones sitting on the throne if the world is remade, they've always understood There's just as much value 
in funding a rental van and some lunch money and some free bricks for the local communist Black Lives Matter chapter as there is in getting the next member of con- of Congress elected. It's a fact. It helps the communist when he's able to find foot soldiers and say, hey, go hurt somebody. That doesn't even make him unique. Powerful people from governments to mob bosses to everyone else around the world has always understood at some level the speeches must stop, the boardroom meetings must stop, and someone needs to get hurt, and you need someone to do the hurting. That's all Antifa is. That's all Black Lives Matter is. That's all the LGBTQ Air Force groups are. That's all the Women's March feminist groups are, the climate change nutters out there pooping in the streets and everything else they do. They're all the same, funded by the same people with the exact same end goal in mind, and that goal is communism. Donald Trump got elected in 2016, and I don't care if you hate him. I don't care if you love him. It doesn't matter for the purpose of our conversation. The system that is desperately trying to yank itself towards communism thought Hillary Clinton was going to be elected and they were just going to keep cruising along that highway. Barack Obama was already racing down. Along comes this bombastic New Yorker and he threw a huge monkey wrench in those plans. He's renegotiating trade deals. He's cutting off all the cheap labor from the southern border. He's, he's doing all these things. So the system decided this person must be stopped. This person must go. It began with a Mueller investigation, an impeachment, a brand new invented scandal each and every day. Of course, it did go with the Trump people leaving the White House and every one of those losers writing a book about, I've got the inside scoop on why Trump is the Antichrist. But it ended... It ended with something different. It ended with Trump losing. And what happened in Kenosha was part of that. I'll explain what I mean in just a second. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. Jesse Kelly show. And like I said, I'm going to keep you updated. If anything happens on the written house trial throughout the show, we are, we are monitoring. We're monitoring. Doesn't that sound so professional? Chris, we're monitoring. And here's why you do this, Chris. I'm trying to teach you how to do this. All right, listen, here's how you do it. When you say monitoring, people feel like you have some special access or some special behind the scenes ticker into the trial. And then we're going to know They don't know we're just refreshing the same websites. They're refreshing. Gosh, Chris, it's called being an insider. Learn about it. Jeez. So we're monitoring. Over here at uh, headquarters, we are monitoring things very closely. uh, We'll let you know if we hear from any of our assets on on any of the goings-ons. Back to what I was talking about. We were talking about how the protests last summer began, how it applied to Trump, and how it got to Kenosha and everything else. So last summer, when Minneapolis kicked off, the communist powers within the United States and outside of it, and remember, this applies to your media, it's the entire Democratic Party, it's tech billionaires, it's foreign billionaires, this applies to many people, they activated the shock troops. Now why? 
What what sense does it make in the logical mind for a bunch of Democrats? I mean, nobody thinks any of those protesters are out there voting Republican. Why would you on camera send a bunch of Democrats out to cities across America to kill people and burn things and vandalize? And it was it was awful. It was ugly. How in the world would that have people support Democrats? It's not that it drives people into the corner of Democrats. It's because of this. The human mind, you, me, all of us, it works this way. The human mind seeks out peace and safety and calm. I mean, if you, if you, maybe you're in a bad money situation, but let's say tomorrow you got a billion dollars. Someone handed you a billion dollars. Are you moving into some war zone in the bad part of Chicago? No. Why not? Sure, the food's good. Not interested in that? No, of course you're not. You're going to find the safest place humanly possible because it's safe and it's calm. That's, that's human nature. It's not because you're good it's, or bad. It just means you're a human being. When there became a feeling, a widespread feeling across the country last summer that there was chaos in the streets and violence and anarchy. There became this feeling in the whole country. They wanted it to stop. I, I, there's so much. Uh, stop. This is crazy. I don't. Someone stop. And so what happened was they went right from that to running this doddering old fool of a president and casting him as what? You remember what it was? The what? Starts with an R. Joe Biden was the return to normalcy. Remember that? Joe Biden's going to be our return to normalcy. Communists have always understood, even if you are personally smart enough to hold them liable for the chaos, and I'm sure you were. I mean, I was. I knew where to point fingers. The public at large will not be. The public at large doesn't have the same interest you have in these political issues, in these gigantic events. The public at large just wants the noise to stop. I don't care if you put a binky in the baby's mouth or he falls asleep. Just make him stop crying on my airplane. Everyone knows what that feeling is. I just want it to calm down. I just want the noise to stop. I'll take anything you can give me. Just make the noise stop. The communist has understood that part of human nature since the dawn of that disgusting religion. And he applies it still to this day. That applied. They were trying to get rid of Donald Trump. They understood that at that point in time, the economy was still doing well. We need more than coronavirus lockdowns to get rid of Donald Trump. We have to make the, fu- the public feel like this is chaos. This is anarchy. This is wild. When are we going to th- th- someone make it stop? Oh, here. Here's nice Joe. Old Joe from Scranton. He'll be a he'll be a return to normalcy. Tell him, Joe. Uh 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 see? See how normal Joe is? It's brilliant when you think about it. Where am I going with this? I don't know what the verdict is going to be. And in all seriousness, we are keeping track of it, so you don't have to worry during the show. If, if there is a verdict during the show, I'm going to tell you in the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. But there is a lot of thinking out there right now. There are a lot of people saying, oh, the riots, there's going to be horrible riots. It's going to be terrible. Mark my words, 
No, it won't be. The communist right now is very, very aware of Joe Biden's approval numbers, Kamala Harris's approval numbers. They're very aware of all those elections that just went very bad for them in Virginia and Staten Island and New York and everywhere else. The communist is aware right now. The last thing the public needs is more tension, more feeling that things are out of control. The public right now needs to be calmed down. Therefore, you're going to see some protests if Rittenhouse gets off. There's no question about that. I'm not naive. There's going to be some people in the streets and whatnot. It's going to be tame. It's going to last maybe 24 hours. Very little property property damage, probably no loss of life, and it's going to go away <sighs> like dust in the wind. And when that happens, I want you to remember something. There's a reason post-acquittal, if acquittal happens, post-acquittal, there's a reason the riots were like a little candle and the riots after St. George Floyd died We're all like a raging bonfire. And the reason is simply one of them came with coordination and financing. And the other one was as organic as protests actually get. Protests don't organically spark all over every city in the country. That takes money, coordination, and somebody with some very, very nefarious plans for this country. Never ever, ever forget that. All right. We got mandate talk. I still have to play a little of my apology for you from last night. We'll take some phone calls. 877-377-4373. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and uh, before I forget, Kyle Rittenhouse's representative is joining us about one hour from now, so I am positive they're going to have quite a bit to say. We have great Joe Biden, Kamala Harris stuff tonight. We're going to talk about the FBI here in about 10 minutes, and that's going to get uncomfortable, all right? It's just going to get uncomfortable, but let's address a couple things right off the bat. I did see this. I love this. Oh, oh, before I forget, before I forget, I have to get better about learning how to be a radio host. I have to be a radio host, and that includes saying things like, don't forget to download the podcast. iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Every show's downloaded on it. If you want to hear last night's opening The show is called The Apology. I believe you called it The Apology, which was gold, Chris. The show is called The Apology. If you want to hear the opening of last night's show, if you want to hear how sorry I was that someone was offended, last night's show was a great place to begin. I did see this. I'm not going to spend long on it, but New Year's Eve and Times Square will return, but you'll need to wear a mask and be vaccinated. This disease has spread across the planet, and it drives me insane. We've ruined so many things. I uh, I brought this up last night. I'm going to bring it up again. We were looking to go somewhere in in the, I don't know, next couple months. The wife and I were talking about it. Haven't taken a vacation in quite a while. Looking to take, you know, take a week, go out, just go somewhere. It doesn't have to be somewhere nice, but somewhere. 
and we couldn't decide. We can't really travel outside of the United States of America. Nobody's vaccinated in our families. We can't really travel outside of the United States. And we were just so, okay, so we'll stay within the borders of America. No problem. It's a big country. Plenty to see here. And we finally came up with Las Vegas. Now, I used to do Las Vegas up a bunch when I was in the Marine Corps. But obviously, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do Vegas the same way I did it when I was a young single Marine. We'll put it to you that way. Vegas, for people who don't know, Vegas is very corporate now if you want it to be. Vegas can be whatever you want it to be. It can be super seedy. Or Vegas can be completely like the cleanest, funnest family trip in the world. There's just something there for everybody. It's very corporate now. And we decided to start looking into Vegas. And we're looking at hotels that have roller coasters on them and looking. Oh, yeah, they have roller coasters on them. Chris, you really need to get out of Texas, bud. You really, don't, please don't bring up the cost to me. You can get a flight to Vegas for like $50. Now, granted, you may have to get in a fight or two on that plane. But for, it does not cost a lot to go to Vegas. You've got to go. Chris, you haven't been outside of Texas, okay? Going to pick up some discount fruit in Oklahoma does not count as having bounced around the country. I mean, go to Las Vegas, dare I say it, spend a little money and enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Every man has to do it at some point. Yeah, I like I like casinos too. Casinos are fun. You don't want to look, look, I say that and I understand. People can get way out of hand with that stuff. People have blown family fortunes on it. I don't do that. But anyway, back to my story. Back to my story. So we start looking into Las Vegas, seeing if we can do just a little three, four days, whatever. Go stay in a hotel. Find a pool that's heated for the kiddos to go swimming in. Like I said, do some shows. Ride some roller coasters. Really do the totals, total square family thing in Vegas. We find all kinds of stuff. Make a little short list of everything we're going to do. And then we find out the city of Las Vegas requires a mask at all times in restaurants, shows, bars, roller coasters, and everything else. So we're not going. Now, I'm not made of money, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some massive gambling whale. Las Vegas, you just lost out of my million dollars. Okay, I I, I don't know what it would have cost. I would have guessed... Two, three grand, maybe? Something like that? But that's two, three grand that ain't going to Las Vegas now. How many people are out there like me? How many people are out there making decisions like that about New York, Las Vegas, cruise ships, anywhere in California? How many people? That's the thing. When we talk about coronavirus and the fallout, we oftentimes measure understandably, just the things that are easy to measure. Ah, uh, we, we did this much business last year. Now we're doing this much business and tax revenue and unemployment and inflation and things we can measure. And those things are valuable too. But the real amazing part about coronavirus is we'll never even sniff an honest accounting of the real total on the damage that's done. When I think about cities like uh, look, we started out talking about New York City. When I think about cities like New York City, uh, I don't know if you've ever been, but New Year's Eve in Times Square is a really, really, really big deal. And you don't even have to be in Times Square to know that. There are all kinds of events surrounding it. People just want to be in the proximity to it. And most of those people are not New Yorkers. How much money 
isn't coming to New York anymore because of this lunacy and this idiocy. And let's do keep in mind, your stupid cloth mask doesn't do anything. I mean, you get that, right? And you do understand the shift has has now fully come. Now you're seeing people saying, I'm vaxxed and boosted. I've got a vaccine, a booster. Vaxxed and boosted. Your vaccine's already worn off. Booster time. Oh, oh, and don't think that's going to be the last one. The booster's going to wear off too. This idiocy has got to stop. It's got to stop because it's killing places I love. New York and Las Vegas, two of my favorite places in the world, it's killing them. And you're not seeing everything right away, although you can certainly see it when you walk down the streets in New York, the things that aren't there anymore. You can certainly see it, but... You're really going to see it about five years from now as that erosion and that tax base just slowly fades away. It's disgusting what we're doing. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. Dear Oracle, I feel like I have a controversial take on this censorship, but I'm right. I see conservatives all the time complaining about all these big-time social media companies censoring certain topics and other things that come up. They claim it violates their the- their free speech rights. I think they're wrong. Those companies are private companies and not government agencies. They can do what they want with their stuff. If I was running a social media company, I would get rid of as much communist stuff as possible. If you don't like how the company operates, don't patronize them. Why can't people see this? See this? Love the show and you can say my name. Your name is Robert. <laughs> Your name. His name is Robert. From Tennessee. Let's address this right now because I agree and I disagree. And I do think this is an important point we should all talk about. A big tech company. They are a private company. There's no question about that. However, however, we are entering an era now that is different. And therefore, every political philosophy will not be applicable to this era. What am I talking about here? Well, let's address what you just said. That's a private social media company. They can do what they want. In theory, totally agree with you. And if you had asked me that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, would totally agree with you. However, however, I'm not a person who wants to reside in the theoretical world, in the philosophical world. I want to reside permanently with my feet in the real world. And the truth is that way of thinking must be, must be temporarily, Lord willing, set aside for a reason. And I'm going to explain why it must be set aside in just a second. But Speaking of companies doing what they want and patronizing who you want and not patronizing who you don't want, please don't tell me you're still sending money to Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for your wireless every single month. You know you could have Pure Talk, Pure Talk with customer service made here in the United States of America, Uh, Pure Talk that has a CEO who fought for this nation in Vietnam, Pure Talk, who you will never see an advertising campaign out of dumping on this country, 
with the exact same coverage because they're on the same network as one of those big guys, and you save a fortune. The average family saving over 800 bucks a year right now. You don't have anything to lose right now from your cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Put your money where your morals are. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show, Chris. There's no question we need to mix more ACDC in the mix. Wait, wait a minute. We need to mix more ACDC in the mix. Look, I, I just started doing radio, okay? We're going to work out how I talk. But you understand what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying. All right, I'm going to get back to what this guy said uh, in just a second. But I do think it would be appropriate uh, at this point in time to play New York's very own AOC talking about <laughs> talking about Pipeline 3. And uh, I am very much in support of stopping Line 3. From Line 3 to Keystone Pipeline to all of this, it has to do with the decision that Congress made not too long ago to allow the United States to be an exporter of natural gas. Because when you look at Keystone XL and when you look at a lot of these other pipelines, people say, oh, this is for energy you know, independence in the United States. We actually already produce enough to power our own country, whether you agree with it or not. That is, that's just what it is. A lot of these pipelines are being built so that the United States can export and sell natural gas abroad. But that's not what those pipelines do at all. <laughs> She's such an idiot. <laughs> those pipelines she just described, they bring Canadian oil into America. That, that's what those pipelines describe. A, a five-second Google search would, would help her out so much. Gosh, New York. <laughs> all right. All right. Forget about that. Back to, back to the guy's email. He didn't want social media companies to, he didn't want conservatives to lambaste social media companies for censorship. He said they're private companies. They can do what they want. And in theory, I'm not saying you're wrong. You have the right outlook on life. However, ancient Rome, just pause everything for a minute. Ancient Rome. Ancient Rome, do you know they had a republic before the, all the emperors took over? It was a republic. Similar to ours, kind of a, kind of different, but similar, but that kind of way. It was a country run by senators. And yet, do you know what ancient Rome would do the second a war broke out or some kind of horrible calamity hit? They would abandon everything they were and would appoint one man to take over. Well, why? I don't understand. Did they not think being a republic is the best? No, of course they thought being a republic was the best. But they understood different times require different things. Different times require different things. The same philosophy that works in 1950 doesn't necessarily work in the year 2021. We are in an era that is absolutely dreadful when it comes to government. I'm not trying to bring it down. That sounds like such a Debbie Downer thing to say. But when it comes to government... We're in very serious trouble. Why? Because we don't have companies that are now separate from the government. 
your argument would be 100% valid if uh, Facebook, let's call it Facebook, if Facebook was a separate entity from the government. It's not. Facebook works hand-in-hand with the communists in the government, with the communists in Hollywood, with the communists in the education system. They are now one entity. If it was a separate entity, I would agree with you. It's not a separate entity at all. Not at all. And let's be honest about something else. Media companies, not just social media, but media companies, They've become hostile to the United States of America. I don't care how radical you think it sounds. They've become enemies of the state. They have. They, they cost people lives, lots of lives. They actively work against their own country. If it was, if it was the year 1943 and some private company in the United States of America developed a brand new bomb just sweet bomb. This thing is just, it's bigger than the atom bomb, baby. And they decided they were going to sell that bomb exclusively to Germany and Japan. Would you say keep your hands off? Or would you say, uh, no, in the interest of national security, you're not going to be selling those to Germany and Japan. You can say that's extreme, and maybe it is, but the point still stands. Companies in the United States of America, social media, media, and otherwise, have become enemies of the state. Now, how do we unpack that? I don't know, because in many ways, the state has become enemies of the state. We have a federal government now that is completely packed with people who hate the country. That's a very, very, that's a very difficult knot to untie. That's a lot. That's a lot. But all right, we're going to set all that ugliness aside for a minute. Because I do want to address the last part of this. If you don't like how company how the company operates, don't patronize them. We have had this talk before on the show. We will have it again until the end of time. And when we have this talk, it's as much for me as it is for you. So I want you to understand, I'm never, I'm never talking down to you. I'm not certainly not lecturing you about this or that. I need to work on this too. Putting your money where your morals are. It is so important for us on the right to embrace the power of the pocketbook because here is the truth. Here's the, the God, God's honest truth. You pick a corporation, a Hollywood corporation, a sports group, whatever. You pick a corporation out there that is routinely putting out filth, cultural Marxist filth, that is hostile to you and what you believe. So whatever, picture whatever one you have in your mind. If every single person on the right would simply stop patronizing that business, that business would go under in the very, very, very short term. And yet people don't. And again, I'm not pointing fingers because I've tried to clean as much of this out of my life as humanly possible. I still try every single day Every single day I try to, is this company doing something? We got to stop buying from there. And I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is because you're surrounded, right? Every corporation out there practically is dumping on us. I understand that. Again, there's no lecture here. But the NFL, they wouldn't even come out for the national anthem during the St. George Floyd riots. They routinely dumped on this country in the flag. The NFL's biggest stars, millionaires, went out there 
and just crapped all over this country for a long time. And I saw everybody on the right say, I'm never watching again. That's it. No more NFL for me. I'm gone forever. And then by week three, what did did I see? Oh, did you see that pass from Drew Brees? Whoa, what a comeback. NFL, baby. If we don't have enough commitment to turn off a football game, we're never going to beat the communists. Remember, the communist is so committed, he'll kill you and your whole family for what he believes. We're so uncommitted, we can't stop watching a football game for two weeks. And again, I'm not lecturing. I still make mistakes all the time, too. And I still screw that up all the time, too. But if we can't get better at that, we're never going to win. All right. Let's talk about Dome next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and it looks like we do have an announcement before we continue on with the show. The announcement about the Kyle Rittenhouse thing is, you ready? See, that's the drum roll. What, Chris? I'm doing my own sound effects. See the drum roll? Is there will be no announcement tonight. They just turned the jury loose, going home. This happens. I promised you a story from when I was on a jury and the jury that I think I just missed by accident. I promised you all that, and I'll get there to in a moment. Uh, last night's show had a bit of a different opening. I had gotten an email, and someone wanted me to apologize about something. And I went off for about 10 minutes. You're probably going to want to catch the whole thing. It's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. The show was labeled The Apology. But I've had a bunch of people asking if I play a couple tidbits of it. I'll do that tonight. I'll take some phone calls or whatnot. But here was just a little bit of what I had to say last night when someone asked me to apologize for hurting her feelings. You're offended by what I said? I need to be really clear because apparently this did not come across in all my other shows. I don't care. I'm not your mommy. I'm not here to powder your butt for you or say things that only make you feel good. Uh, That is not who I am, and that's not who I'll ever be. You're never getting an apology from me. And what's crazy about this, my employers know about it, radio and TV. Advertisers know about it. Go ahead and call. It doesn't matter. I don't say sorry because that bullying mentality, bullying people into apologizing for things they're not really sorry for is part of what has destroyed this country. What this country is lacking so much right now, you can see it across the board, What this country is lacking is guts at a corporate level, at a government level, at every level of society, at a base level, just you, me, all of us, the basic, just normal human being level. We lack guts because the left has taken control of so much of this society. It has forced us, well, I shouldn't say forced us, it has created a society of people who feel they have to avoid being publicly shamed. And avoid being yelled at. That's not me. Before you ever pen another email or make another phone call to me about I'd like an apology, you had better understand you got the wrong guy. And I'll go one step further. I don't care about your sob story behind it either. It means nothing to me because I'm not your mommy. 
I don't care. Well, I'm really offended because, no, 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 I stopped listening as soon as you said offended. If you're offended, that's because you're too thin-skinned to be listening to my show. Pack it up and go listen to the golden oldies. You're not getting an apology here. Never. Ever. Savvy? How's that for an apology? You feel better? Now we can move on. (laughs) That was me from last night. So you can see uh, the whole apology thing is probably not going to happen. Now, let's talk about this. Let's talk about me being jury foreman. I get made fun of a lot in my house for this. Uh, The wife loves to poke fun at me for this because she thinks... This is who I am. The wife The wife has this thing about me. She says that I tend to take control of whatever environment I'm in. No matter what environment I'm in, that I take control of it. And that's not true. I don't know where she could. Don't, Chris. No, don't take her side. That's not true. That's not true at all. But she says it's true. And she says I did it when I was on the jury. That's not what happened. Here's what happened. And I'll tell you, I did have... I've had an epiphany since then, since I was on that jury, but I'll explain in a minute. I was young. I was out of the Marine Corps, and I was living in Tucson, Arizona at the time, and I get called for jury duty, Uh, which reminds me, quick pause on this, just recently I got called for jury duty in my local area. I mean, I just got called six months ago, and it kind of sucks because I really kind of enjoy jury duty. I find it fascinating. I realize now because of what I do, I'll never be on a jury again. About six months ago, I got called in my county, and I actually made it through a couple of the initial, you know, how they whittle things down, and then when it got to the point where the defense and the prosecution have to look at you, yeah, they knew who I was. I just got kicked right out. <laughs> so I'm never going to get to be on a jury again, which kind of sucks. But th- this time, oh, anyway, I just recently got a letter, and I think I was supposed to show up for jury duty like two days ago. And I forgot about it. Chris, what happened? Will you will you look up what happens if you don't go? I'm sure it'll be fine, right? It's technically illegal. Oh, well, I mean, I guess there's that. That's I guess there's that. My bad. My bad. Forgot to put it on the calendar. Look, I had a lot of important stuff going on. All right. Shut up, Chris. I was fishing. Anyway, Tucson, Arizona. I get called up for jury duty. And I know this makes me weird. I know it makes me weird. I was excited. I'd never been on a jury. I find the legal process to be terrifying and fascinating. And I don't why. I don't know why I find it to be fascinating. I'll tell you, part of it, I think, is this. Part of it is the suspense and the drama of it. Like tonight, for instance, we're all talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. And obviously, hoping the best for Kyle. I hope it's an acquittal all the way. I've been been saying that from the very beginning. I did think it was funny. The Washington Post came out and blasted me, Tucker Carlson, and Ann Coulter by name today. Oh, yeah, as they called us, the, the early supporters of Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, making us out to be like right-wing nut jobs. These people. Anyway, been rooting for him, still rooting for him. But think for a moment, setting your affinity for him aside, think for a moment what that must be like if you're – him. He's on trial for murder. And we've all seen snippets of the trial. I've played bits of it for you here. Doesn't look like, obviously, he's going to be convicted of anything. I couldn't imagine they'd convict him after that disaster. I mean, it looks like they should be building statues to the guy instead of putting him on trial for murder. But, but here we sit. As you're hearing the sound of my voice, 
the jury, well, they're not deliberating anymore. They just got sent away, but they were just deliberating. That's 12 people in a room deliberating. Deliberating on what? On whether or not they think you should spend the rest of your life in prison. Isn't that wild? Just the the suspense, the drama part of it, I find fascinating, and I find the legal system fascinating. So I get called up for jury duty. Jury duty. Uh, I go, and I somehow make it all the way through. And keep in mind, I'm not political yet, and I'm certainly not a public figure yet. I'm just working construction. But I make it all the way through to the very end, and I get selected to be on the jury. Now, I I knew this going in, and you should know this if you ever get called for jury duty. Apparently, the vast majority of these things, when you're on a jury, they're like half-day trials for a DUI or something like that. They're just real fast little things. Get them in, a little bit of evidence, decide yes or no. So I assumed that's what mine was going to be until I get selected, and they start making some pretty ominous statements about sequestering us and what and I'm thinking to myself, "Ooh, this is spicy. Where are we going here?" And look, I'm excited. All right, I'm excited. I'm excited. I wasn't that happy when I found out what we got paid because I couldn't go to work and needed the money, but I was excited about it. I sit down and I find out from these people that I'm on a drug sting case. There are multiple defendants being tried. They're almost undoubtedly illegal immigrants. How did I know they were illegal immigrants? Because they came out right away and said no one was allowed to inquire about the immigration status of them. Why don't you just give it all away? Oh, okay, they're illegal immigrants. But not that that mattered for for trial purposes, but I was like, oh, okay. It's an undercover drug sting for illegal immigrants. And when I say undercover drug sting, it went on, I forget, for four or five days this thing went on. And it was straight out of the movies. It was so cool. I mean, horrible and and somber, but very, very yeah, somber, Chris, somber. It was very somber. But I'm watching undercover videos of undercover cops selling drugs to these guys. I'm hearing audio straight out of the movies, straight out of the rain, five kilos. And I thought it was fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And the prosecutor chick who was... Uh, a, a younger woman in her thirties, I would guess. I don't know. I'm 40. So everyone seems so young now. She's probably 40 for all I know, but I'm, I'm 40 years old. A prosecutor chick would always, I, I, we had a sign seat. She would always be talking to me. She was always talking to me. Uh, Chris, no, not that kind of talking to me. What's wrong with you? Not that it's a legal case, Chris. I mean, look, she's only human. She probably was, but never mind. Never mind. But she was always talking to me. And I really got this this sense that she was trying to sell me on something, sell me on their. I'm not that wasn't the prosecutor. Sorry, that was the, the 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 defense attorney. She was really trying to sell me on their innocence. But I, it was one of those things where they were charged. I don't remember with how many different charges because you get separate charges for each drug bust. But it was a lot. They weren't charged with one thing. It was a lot. I'll tell you how that turned out and where I think I might have gotten wrong on something. I'll tell you that in just a second. But we were talking a lot earlier in the show about how I need to be better and you need to be better with where we spend and don't spend our money, right? We've had this conversation a lot. Uh, when I talk to you about my pillow, I, I think I think I probably make the mistake of telling you too much about the quality when everyone knows that now. 
I mean, people know this this pillow, it, it's fixing people's neck problems. He's extended a money-back guarantee till March 1st of next year. You know, all, all these things. Everyone raves about the MyPillow. I don't think I probably talk enough about Mike Lindell and the company themselves getting themselves kicked out of big box stores and not caring because they're that adamant about defending what you and I believe. I think that's awesome. I think that's something we should support. Don't you? And right now there's a steal. The original MyPillow was $69.98. It's $19.98 for my listeners for a limited time only. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, get one for $19.98. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, put your money where your morals are. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we'll get back to some more of this uh, Ferguson stuff. I'll explain here in a second. The system and lies in Ferguson and Rittenhouse and how it all ties together in a second. But let me finish my jury foreman story. They finished the trial. I'm the jury. I'm on the jury at this point in time, not the jury foreman. They finished the trial. These guys, again, charged with multiple counts of everything. It's a big heroin thing. We go sit back in the table. And see, this is why I get accused of wanting to take control of situations. It's not that I want to take control of situations and didn't want to take and don't do that, Chris. It's not true. I didn't want to take control of this situation either. The judge gave us specific instructions. Go back in the jury room elect a jury foreman, and then have a vote for each of the charges to say up or down, right? Guilty, not guilty. Not difficult. We go back and sit down there, and everybody's just kind of sitting there and milling around and whispering and talking to people and stuff like that. Nobody is moving towards the goal here. We, we, we have a goal. We have something to do. So finally, even though I was by far the youngest one in the room, I think I was the only one under 40, let alone, yeah, I was very young, Chris. Almost everyone was older. Finally, I got frustrated, and I said, okay, well, what are we doing here? We need to pick a jury foreman. We haven't even done step one. Everybody get a piece of paper, tear up a piece of paper over there, put a name on the list. Let's come up with a jury foreman to which somebody pipes up, well, it sounds like the jury foreman should be you. And then they just did one of the voice votes and everyone voted that it was me. So then we had to do the jury foreman thing, which honestly, I didn't totally hate because then we at least got the ball moving, right? Okay, good, fine. Then we can actually get something done now that I'm actually running things and there's a jerk. You always need a jerk in charge. Remember, the boss you love probably sucks. You need to have a jerk in charge on some level. Chris and I were talking about this the other day. Some guy I was talking about, we were, I was talking on the air about my dad and some guy wrote in and said, my dad once told me he didn't want to have lunch with me because he quote, didn't have all day to kill. <laughs> you need a dad like that. And you need a boss like that in your life. So I stand up in front of the, the jury and I say, okay, let's start ticking through these things. And we start hammering through them and hammering through them and hammering through them and hammering through them. And there was there was video evidence, and I'm going to get all these numbers wrong. I'm making up a lot of this because the details on it are fuzzy. This is, gosh, oh, man, I'm getting old. This is 15 years ago? This is a while ago. But let's just say there were 10 charges. I think that's pretty close. It might have been 15, but let's say there were 10 charges. There was almost all of it was on video. The guys were smart enough to get it on video, on camera, except for one. And there was one 
and they ended up we ended up coming back guilty on all charges. But on the one, there I forget the details on it. There was audio, but maybe not video, and there was not very much doubt, but maybe a little bit of doubt on the one charge. But we'd already said yes on every other one, and he was. They were all clearly guilty on every other one, and there wasn't even much doubt on this one. I mean, you probably convict him on this one, but there was a guy who raised his hand. And he said, look, I don't know about this one. He didn't say no, but he said, I don't know about this one. He said, look, the Justice Department, the Justice Department does lie. He said, you understand that, right? Cops, FBI, judges, lawyers, these people do lie in order to get convictions. And when I say I think I might have been wrong, this is what I think. It's not that, I mean, that that particular thing, the guy, they were, he was clearly guilty of that too. We had enough to do it. But I was wrong in my attitudes toward, in my attitude towards that guy. Because I, I, you can call it naivete. I don't know what you want to call it. But I totally scoffed at that guy and really just put him in his place. Just absolutely put him in his place. Okay, let's not be childish about this. It's, sit, pipe down. We're getting done. Yeah, that kind of the you know, fire and brimstone kind of thing. As you as you as you know, I I tend to be more direct than other people. But I was wrong. I saw someone referencing the Patriot Act earlier online. It's actually my buddy Dave Smith, the comic Dave Smith. Chris, remind when do you get Dave Smith on the show? See if Dave Smith wants to come on tomorrow. Are we free tomorrow? I love Dave. Chris, reach out to Dave. <laughs> Try to get Dave Smith on the show. He was talking about uh, the Patriot Act and things like that. And you know, you obviously know what a huge opinion, a high opinion I have of myself. So this is not easy for me to admit that I was wrong. But back when the Patriot Act was getting passed, I was a young fire and brimstone Marine who wanted to go murder every terrorist on the planet. And to me, it sounded like music to my ears. The government... The government's going to be able to get after these scumbag terrorists on our soil, and we're going to be able to take them down. I thought it sounded awesome. Full disclosure, I, I did. I thought it sounded awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Good. Let's go get them. Well, no, they're not going to use it against us. What are you guys? Don't be some conspiracy theorist loser. They would never lie. And yet, here I am, this many years later, 40 years old, and I'm looking at the latest information you see there was an FBI whistleblower. And you remember that Merrick Garland sicking the FBI on concerned parents stuff? And Merrick Garland got called in front of the House of Representatives and said, hey, I didn't really send them after any parents. The whistleblower is out here saying otherwise. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, under the direction of the Attorney General of the United States of America, the top law enforcement officer in the country, started tagging concerned parents with terrorist threats. I was dead wrong. I've never been more wrong about anything in my life. And every person back then who warns me, you don't understand, Jesse, they're going to one day decide you are the domestic terrorist and they're going to violate your civil rights. And I was this young hotshot. You're crazy. You hippie loser. Soft on terror. You don't know what you're talking about. 
man, was I totally wrong, and you were totally right. And if you're one of those people listening to my voice right now, just know this is my Mia Copa, and you know how hard that is for me. Mia Copa, uh, well, Chris, I would say, Chris doesn't know what Mia Copa means. I would say come to Jesus, but that won't mean anything to you, Chris. We don't want you to come to Jesus anymore after what you guys did last time. Anyway, we're moving on. We're going to talk to Kyle Rittenhouse's representative next. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and joining me now is Dave Hancock. He is a spokesman for the Rittenhouse family. Obviously, I'm assuming this is quite a tense night for the Rittenhouse family. I'm not going to ask him to dwell on that. Dave, first and foremost, let's address this from the very, very beginning. I think a lot of people out there, well, I mean, people listening right now will remember, but a lot of people do not remember how violent and awful last summer was. How bad was it? I mean, thank you for having me on, Jesse. I truly appreciate it. And it's sort of Kyle and the family. Um, I want to say thank you to the millions of Americans who have been supporting Kyle through this. Uh, So the entire city was completely on edge. I mean, there was just riot and there was fires and there was just burning. I mean, we're talking a hundred. Some buildings were burnt to the the absolute ground. It was a horrible, I mean, it was referred to as a, 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 I think it was, I'm back, but everybody was calling it a hellhole. Yeah, it it was extremely bad. Now, what has the family been through? Obviously, I understand the arrest has been bad. Has there been an outpouring of support? Has the family felt like everybody's coming down on them? I can imagine what it would be like to have a 17-year-old go through what he went through that night and feel like the world's against you. Absolutely. I mean, um the media were coming out and saying the most horrific and vitriolic things about Kyle that was just based on nothing, absolutely untrue. But there has been a large section of America that has been supporting Kyle and the family through this. And so I was working with, um, I helped to, uh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. You know what? We'll, we'll try him again. We'll, 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 we'll try him again. I guess we're having some pro, uh, phone problems. That was Dave Hancock with the Rittenhouse family. We will try to get back with him as, as soon as humanly possible. All right. Now, we are going to move on here, and we're going to talk about something a little different. We're going to talk about something a little different. Because I saw Representative Cori Bush. She's, she's in Congress. She caused quite a backlash. What did she do? Well, she came out and she said this. She said this on Twitter. She said that she and other protesters during the Ferguson riots, she said they were under sniper fire. They were getting shot at by, quote, white supremacists in Ferguson, Missouri. Now, for anyone who happens to forget, here's what happened in Ferguson, Uh, A police officer had a deadly encounter with a Michael Brown. 
Uh, it turned out they did a huge investigation on it because they were trying to burn this police officer to the ground. Turns out the guy did absolutely nothing wrong whatsoever, nothing wrong whatsoever, and he was exonerated completely. And yet the American media, because they are disgusting, wretched filth, ginned up a bunch of fake outrage on it, and they started torching Ferguson. And all these Black Lives Matter scumbags started burning Ferguson to the ground. No white supremacist was even there, let alone any white supremacist who shot at Corey Bush. They did arrest a black dude who shot at a couple cops like a nut job when he was there. But no one shot at Corey Bush, and it certainly was no white supremacist who shot at Corey Bush. Okay, well, that, that, we're setting that aside. You don't care about Corey Bush, and you don't care about this specific lie. I'm bringing this up for this reason. I'm not sure how we fix what ha- what's happening right now in the American media, but I'm sure that it must be fixed or there will be dire consequences and already have been, and this is what I mean. That's a member of Congress. That is a member of Congress telling an outright and easily verifiable lie. The Ferguson police chief already came out and said, What? That didn't happen at all. What are you talking about? What, what did, that is an outright lie, an easily verifiable lie. That's a fact. So here's the deal. We are entering a different era in America. We are entering a different era in America. We are entering an era where the evil powers that be, the evil powers that be, they... They're in such control of every single American institution, of every single American institution, that they can create complete lies out of nothing now and never get checked on it. You see, previously, let's say, let's say a Democrat member of Congress, let's say a Democrat member of Congress was to come up with a complete lie like that. I got shot at by a, a white supremacist in Ferguson, Missouri. Yes, you would have lots of the media probably ignore it, but you would have some parts of the mainstream media come out and outright blast that person. And I mean blast that human being. Didn't happen. Didn't happen this time. Because we've reached a different place in a society. You would have had celebrities back then. Maybe even sports stars. We're talking 10, 15 years ago. Come out and say, what? That's outrageous. I can't believe people get away with that. Nothing. And I mean nothing today. Nothing today. Nothing. Why? Because we've gotten to a point where the disgusting rot in this society, it has gotten into our bones and it's going to be very, very difficult to remove it. Because it's no longer just on the street corner. It now is in every single place in our society. Every place in our society. You realize the Federal Bureau of Investigation, as we just talked about, started assigning terrorist threat flags to American families, parents who are concerned about their kids' education? You don't return back from that without huge problems. That's the federal law enforcement arm. The federal law enforcement arm. That's staggering. That's absolutely staggering. That's where we are. 
But they get away with it because there's no longer a cultural check from anywhere. It really is amazing that a sitting member of the United States Congress is able to stand up and tell outright lies now with virtually no pushback. In fact, I would venture to guess you didn't even hear about that story until you just heard me say it five minutes ago. That's a big deal. A sitting member of Congress I was shot at by white supremacists just invented a lie out of nothing. And this is why it's a big deal of what I've talked about before. Now that the system is in a place where they can create lies out of nothing, they don't have to manipulate the truth or massage this or twist this around. They can create lies out of absolutely nothing. Now that they're in that place, I don't know how we fix it. Because how can you put a check on it? Cory Bush is a scumbag from that area. Cory Bush is also a human being who is going to get elected to Congress for as long as she wants to get elected to Congress. When she's out of Congress, she's going to have as many financial opportunities as one can have. She'll be writing books. She'll be doing cable news things. She'll be doing... Cory Bush... Cory Bush is never going to suffer a single consequence for spreading outright lies. How do we fix that? I mean, I think I know. I think I have an idea of how to fix it. I'm not sure how comfortable it's going to make you. I'm not sure how comfortable it makes me. But let's talk about it. We're going to talk about it in just a second. And speaking of Ferguson, you remember all that carnage. You remember the violence of Kenosha. You remember all that insanity. Have you bought your hero gun yet? I keep telling you to buy this. Not just for yourself. Maybe you don't want one. That's fine. How many loved ones do you have? Your spouse. That daughter you're sending out across the country to college. Your son. Maybe you have someone in your life. You want them to protect themselves. Maybe they're not comfortable with the firearm. Or maybe they are. Get a hero gun for that person and get it now it shoots projectiles 100 miles per hour they explode on contact debilitating their attacker it has a laser sight you don't even need a concealed carry permit for it go to hero2020.com and use the code jesse that's hero2020.com code jesse remember state restrictions may apply hero2020.com code jesse is he smarter than everyone who knows Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I had some phone issues there. But uh, if you would like to call into the show tonight, you're welcome to 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. I'm going to get to Fauci and Dome and all that here in a second, but... The media has become something that is entirely hostile to the United States of America. I don't know every single step we have to take to stop that, but I do know this. It doesn't matter how many elections we win. I don't think we can ever get this country back to a place where you want it to be or where I want it to be unless the media is somehow reined in. Because now... And I'm not even talking about the outlets that are outright outright funded by China. Have you looked into that, by the way? 
Have you looked into how many major newspapers and major cable news organizations have huge gobs of Chinese money? The, the enemy is funding our news, but setting them aside, setting those ones aside, if you have a media complex, a, a corporate media that is entirely hostile to you and is entirely hostile to your nation, you must take steps to rein that in. I'm not saying, nor would I ever say, we need to stop freedom of the press. Because you can't have a state-run media. It never works. But I am saying this. Maybe it's time to remove all legal protections. I mean, you realize uh, there's a lot of thinking out there right now. A lot of thinking that we've been talking about Kyle Rittenhouse all night. There's a lot of thinking out there right now that Kyle Rittenhouse is about to be a rich man. He's going to sue all these media companies and he's going to be a a rich man for all the ones who called him a white supremacist and a murderer and all that stuff. Here's the reality. He might not. He probably won't be. I actually talked to a lawyer friend of mine, very sharp lawyer friend of mine, and I asked him, I said, so is Kyle Rittenhouse going to be a rich man? And he said, honestly, I don't think he's going to get a dime. He said, people who think he will do not understand the level of media protection there is. They're able to come out and just flat out say whatever they want about anybody with no repercussions whatsoever. Pause for a moment and think about the gigantic lies they have told the American people, lies that have had massive consequences in just the last four or five years And not a single person has been held accountable at all. I think those legal protections, for better or worse, I think they have to go away. I think it's time. And and look, as, as long as we're talking about things that need to go away, there's something else that needs to go away. This whole televising trials hugely televised trials with all this media contact. Again, I love free press. I want them to be able to report on what they report on. But you tell me, from OJ to, to this, to the oh, St. George Floyd stuff, to everything in between, you tell me one gigantic celebrity trial where you thought justice was served or we really did that the right way. The second it becomes a public obsession, you've poisoned the pool. You know what the word is out there right now? My buddy Jack Posobiec just said something about it. You know what the word is right now? The rumor is the reason they didn't come back tonight with a verdict, which clearly would have been a not guilty verdict, is two of the jurors have talked to a U.S. Marshal, and they're concerned about their personal information being released to violent communist groups. Um, that's a big deal. If we now have juries in this country who think they're going to be subject to communist mob justice, and so they're perverting the law, that's a big deal. It is time to rein in these groups. I don't know exactly how that works. I don't know how we go about it. I don't know that it's even possible. I don't know whether this has to take place at a federal level or a state level, but I do know this. We can't fix what's going on in America with this level, with this level of dishonesty from the media. We can't. We simply cannot. 
All right. You know what? We need to lighten it up real quick. Uh, Laura Ingram on Fox News last night. Laura Ingram, this is clearly a bit, by the way, that she was playing with a guest. So it's clearly a bit. Just understand it's clearly a bit. But daggone, it got me at first. It's funny. You know, I was watching an episode of uh, You where measles came up. Wait, wait, wait. When did I mention measles? I don't know. It was on You. What? 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 What was on me? What are you talking about? Ray, what is Ray even hearing what I'm saying? I never had the measles. What's on you? We never did a we never did a measles and vaccine episode. Am I? Is this a joke? I, know. I don't even know it, what you're talking about. It was on you. It was on you. I've never had. Raymond, I've never had measles. What are you talking about? This is stupid. It was an episode of a show, Laura. What's it called? You, you, it's called you. I've never done a show on measles. I, I just completely give up. We gotta get out. It's a show called You on Netflix. There's a show called Loring on Netflix. What are you talking about? I'm moving on to Adele. I can't explain this to you. The pop singer. Oh gosh, you know. Well, all right. Now here's. Okay, apparently we're gonna have a debate here. I said that's clearly a bit. I don't have any inside knowledge that that's clearly a bit. Phone screener Miranda says it's clearly a bit. Michael, what say you? You didn't think it was a bit. 877-377-4373. I say it's a bit. It has to be a bit. If it wasn't a bit, that is one of the great... That has who's on first written all over it. You know what, Michael? Do me a favor. During the break, dig up Abbott and Costello's Who's On First because we're going to play it. I thought they I thought they were just doing a play on Who's On First. I think they are. That's a bit. You know what? I don't know, Laura, but I know a bunch of the people over at Fox News. I'm asking somebody. During the break, I'll see if I can get you inside information. We'll find out if that's just a bit. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to dig into the Laura Ingram conspiracy. We're going to make fun of Dome next and... We're going to make fun of Dr. Fauci. You know how much we love that. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um... We have one of the legendary comedy skits of all time because apparently nobody, and I mean nobody on my staff agrees with me that this Laura Ingram thing was a bit. Laura Ingram on Fox News, and I like Laura. I've, I've been on Laura's show. Laura Ingram on Fox News last night, in case you missed it, she had a guy on. Clearly they were talking about different things, and she went through this with him, and I say it's a bit something they planned. Everyone disagrees with me. You know, I was watching an episode of uh, you where measles came up. Wait, wait, wait. When did I mention measles? I don't know. It was on you. What? 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 What was on me? What are you talking about? Right? What is Ray even hearing? What I'm saying? I never had the measles. Was on you. We never did a. We never did a measles and vaccine episode. Am I, is this a joke? I, know. I don't even know it what you're w- talking about. It was on you. It was on you. I've never had, Raymond, I've never had measles. What are you talking about? This is stupid. It was an episode of a show, Laura.
Well, what's it called? You. What is you. It's called you. I've never done a show on measles. I, I just completely give up. We gotta get it's out of It's a show I, I give up. called you on Netflix. There's a show called Loring on Netflix. What are you talking Never mind. about? I'm moving on to Adele. I can't explain this to What's you. The pop about? singer. It, it, there's, that had to be a setup. That absolutely had to be a setup. It, it was a setup. This is why I think it's a setup. I know you've probably heard this before. We're about to play some of it for you now. It's legendary. There was a comedy duo called Abbott and Costello. They had a bit that is famous. It's wildly famous. And Laura Ingram is one of the smartest people I've ever talked to in my entire life. There's no way she doesn't know all about this. They had a bit called Who's On First. This was Who's On First. First, what's on second? I don't know who's on third. Hi, but you want to be the manager of the baseball team? Yes. You know the guys' names? Well, I should. Well, you tell me the guys' names on the baseball I team. I say, who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. You ain't saying nothing to me yet. Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> I'm telling him. You said nothing yet. Go ahead and tell me. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know. Is on third. You know the guy's I'll... names on the baseball team. Yes. Well, go ahead. Who's on first? Yes. I mean the guy's name. Who? The guy playing first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? What are you asking me for? I don't know. Now, wait a minute. I'm, not... I'm asking you who's on first. That's his name. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first. That's it. <laughs> That's his name. Well, you ain't said nothing. I ain't asked you nothing. You did. You know the guy's name on first base? Sure. Well, tell me the guy's name on first base. Who? <laughs> the guy playing first base. Who is on first, Lou? What are you asking me for? Now, don't get excited. I'm saying... Okay, you get the idea. That's the legendary... Cut. That's a bit. That's a bit. All right, all right. Let's set all that aside. Um... I forgot to play this earlier in the show, and I guess I might as well knock this out. As you know, the phone the phone line's 877-377-4373. I think we might be having some problems with them right now, so just bear with me on that. But when people call that number after hours, when we're not on the air, apparently there's a voicemail. Chris, do we know what the voicemail greeting is? Is it is it even my voice? I, should it be my voice? No, I don't remember recording it. What did I say? Did I do? Was it totally generic or was it awesome? I well, I know it was awesome because I did it. But I, you know what? We need to redo the voicemail so I can say something awesome in there, something complimentary about me or whatever. Well, apparently you can leave a voicemail for the show, and I don't know why I think that's funny, but I think that's the funniest thing in the world. We really, really get some fans after hours. Hey, uh, just a comment. Hey, uh, Jesse Kelly, you're living proof stupid no-talent people can get their own radio, their own radio show or program. You're living proof. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I mean, is that supposed to be an insult of some kind? <laughs> all right. All right. That's enough of that. Enough of that. Did you hear Dome? Dome, um... The dome, she, look, all politicians, all politicians, they have a way of speaking where they don't say actually anything, but it sounds like they're saying something. It's just this, it's this detestable skill every politician masters. Somehow, again, I continue to marvel at this woman. Somehow Kamala Harris has risen to be vice president of the United States of America where she does this, yet it's more obvious than any other politician on the planet. She doesn't have any idea what she's talking about, and none of this means anything at all. And here is what I know to be true, Mr. President. You are equal parts believer and builder. 
And because you are, we are all better off. On behalf of our nation, thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> a builder and a believer. Some Listen, politicians. You know what? Forget about politicians. Let me just speak to everybody on this. Because professional athletes all have publicists now, and actors do, and a lot of TV people do, and everyone has a publicist and someone who wants to write something for them. And listen to me. Just hear me out. People out there, they're not nearly as dumb as you think they are. People can smell genuine or not genuine a mile away. Just go out and try to be a normal human being for the first time in your life. For the first time in your life, just have an honest thought. Tell the speechwriters to take the day off and just go out and talk. You know, you know that's part of the reason I don't write anything down for the show. I, I understand it's unprofessional, and you're supposed to have these things called show sheets where you're like, ah, at 8.45, or I'm going to talk about uh, the San Francisco Police Commissioner. I'll book a guest for a specific time and I'll do, you know, Medal of Honor Monday at the same time just so people can tune in because I know people love it. But I don't time anything out or plan anything out, not because I'm lazy, although I am. It's because I think the show is better when the show flows and I think people can tell the difference between genuine and not genuine. By the way, phone lines are finally working 877-377-4373. I think people appreciate it. Why don't these politicians realize that? Why don't they realize, you know, that was part of the big appeal of Donald Trump, right? Even if you happen to be a Trump hater, and I realize there are a bunch of Trump haters out there. That's fine. I don't care. I don't, I don't wave anyone's pom-poms anyway. You're not offending me. But you have to understand that was part of what was appealing about Donald Trump is he came off as unscripted. Now, that can burn you sometimes, but he came off as completely unscripted. Politicians today mess this up all the time. Tell the snot-nosed 24-year-old speechwriter fresh out of college, I majored in journalism, put away the philosophy books, go take the day off, and stand up there for five minutes and just speak from the heart. Just speak from the heart. How hard is that? Why do people find that to be so difficult? Is it nervousness? I mean, maybe that's part of it. I guess if you were nervous to speak or didn't think you could, it would probably be handy to have people writing things down for you. Maybe it is nervousness. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe maybe it's this, and this is a little dark. What if it is this? What if it's this? What if, what if these people know deep down they are terrible human beings and they could never speak from the heart for fear of the public finding out just how bad they are. What if that's it? What if that's it? That's a dark thought. Man, that got real dark. Jesse, remember, by the way, you can email the show anything you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. All are welcome. Fire away. Jesse. Mark my words, they're going to find a way to make Butt Gig president. 
I watched an interview yesterday on Fox Business with Cavuto. He interviewed the pasty little dork secretary, trans secretary, and Cavuto basically tried to get Buttkig to dump on Dome. It's suddenly become clear. They will, he's talking about the White House, find a way to knife Kamala out of the VP position and then make uh, Buttkig the VP, then cart Joe out the back door. God help us, he signs it off. Now listen, listen. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Let's talk about it again. This is what's going on. Joe Biden is failing hugely. That's not news, but his presidency is taking a huge nosedive, a huge nosedive. We get that, right? The backup was always Kamala Harris. She was always going to be the heir apparent. She was the one the powers that be chose. Remember, she's Obama's girl. Obama and Kamala are tied. They're tight as the tightest, the real, real tight, you know? Not going to say that. Not going to say it. They're super tight. So they had a plan, but something messed up that plan. We'll talk about what that was, and we'll take your phone calls in just a second. But first, I am starting to get your emails into the show about how pleased you are with Oxford Gold Group. And I just look, what's my favorite thing in the world? Saying I told you so. Oxford Gold Group, I know them personally. When you call them, 833-995-GOLDEN, when you tell them Jesse told you to call, they will take care of you. I am not now, nor will I ever tell you to do something drastic or crazy or put yourself in a bind. But man, alive, pay attention to what's happening out there financially. Get some gold delivered to your front door. 833-995-GOLD. They will deliver gold to your front door. You know how amazing that is? Not an email saying you own some somewhere. Deliver it to your front door. In these crazy times with inflation doing what it's doing, get something that will last forever. Oxford Gold Group. Tell them Jesse told you to call. 833-995-GOLD. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, the phones are finally working, 877-377-4373, but about the Kamala butt gig thing, Kamala was always the plan. It was a terrible plan because she's always been unlikable, and that's actually not me being mean. It's not because I hate her. I'm perfectly willing to admit when communists are charismatic, Barack Obama was wildly charismatic, and I hate him more than I've ever hated a politician. Kamala Harris... Nobody likes her. No one likes her. And you can't, you can't make her likable. So as Joe Biden began to falter, they began to look to Kamala Harris. Let's see if we can give her a bigger role, prop her up. They're going to start doing, you know, they're always polling something. All these major groups are always polling something. What do they like? Do they like this? Do they like that? What color do they love? I mean, that's all these people do. They poll everything. Everyone hates their guts. So now... Democrats really are, at a national level, they really are in very serious trouble. Because the only other young hotshot they have, it is Buttgig. But Buttgig is not going to win. Even if he can win a Democratic primary, which he won't, he can't win the general. And why won't he win either of those things? Black people. He's gay. That's a big deal in the black community. Again, we talk about that on the show. Cultures are not all the same. Cultures are very different. 
And this is not a controversial take. Poll after poll, well, actually, it will be controversial, even though poll after poll after poll shows homosexuality in the black community is a big deal. Why do you think Mayor Pete didn't get any support during the primary? Why do you think there was a video every other day of Mayor Pete actually getting yelled at by black people? Mayor Pete isn't going to stand up there with Chasen, his husband, and sweep through the Democratic primary. It's not going to happen. It's not reality of life. And I don't care. Again, remember the apology from last night? In case anyone forgets, I just want to I just want to recap this. In case anyone is offended right now and you want to call or email, you're welcome to. But understand, this is what you're going to get, what I said last night. You're offended by what I said? I need to be really clear because I, I, apparently this did not come across in all my other shows. I don't care. I'm not your mommy. I'm not here to powder your butt for you or say things that only make you feel good. Uh, that is not who I am, and that's not who I'll ever be. You're never getting an apology from me. And what's crazy about this? My employers know about it, radio and TV. Advertisers know about it. Go ahead and call. It doesn't matter. I don't say sorry because that bullying mentality, bullying people into apologizing for things they're not really sorry for is part of what has destroyed this country. What this country is lacking so much right now, you can see it across the board. What this country is lacking is guts at a corporate level, at a government level, at every level of society, at a base level, just you, me, all of us, the basic, just normal human being level. We lack guts because the left has taken control of so much of this society. It has forced us, well, I shouldn't say forced us, it has created a society of people who feel they have to avoid being publicly shamed and avoid being yelled at. That's not me. Before you ever pen another email or make another phone call to me about I'd like an apology, you had better understand you got the wrong guy. And I'll go one step further. I don't care about your sob story behind it either. It means nothing to me because I'm not your mommy. I don't care. Well, I'm really offended because... No, no, no. I stopped listening as soon as you said offended. If you're offended, that's because you're too thin-skinned to be listening to my show. Pack it up and go listen to the golden oldies. You're not getting an apology here. Never. Ever. Savvy? How's that for an apology? You feel better? Now we can move on. There we go. That was me from last night. If you missed that whole opening and what prompted all that, you can go download it at iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. So I don't care if you're under, uh, offended by what I say about Butt Gig and the support he'll get from the black community. I do have a point of where I'm going with this. Okay, so Kamala's not going to work, and now they know it. Butt Gig's going to work, and I don't know whether or not they're lying to themselves, but they probably suspect it. They already watched it happen once. Where are you going to go? Where do Democrats go from here? Nowhere good. I don't want to get your hopes up. I know we got a lot of work to do, but man, the Democratic Party nationally, they might be heading into the wilderness. All right, I'm going to go to the phones now. 877-377-4373. They're working. But understand this. I'm a jerk, and this applies to the phone lines. No hi, no how are you, no small talk. The whole country is listening. No one wants to hear that garbage. Get right to your point. And when I say get right to your point... I mean, get to the point. 
get to the point. Jacob in Wisconsin. Go, boss. Hey, brother. I want to say thank you for your service in the Marine Corps, but one thing, I'm an Air Force vet, and I'm really ticked off at what's going on in Kenosha. I'm from uh, northern Wisconsin, but I was a cop for a lot of years. And this trial is a circus because you know what's at stake? If you can't defend yourself from deadly items in public without sitting in a trial that's a circus and getting held up in our ridiculous court system for months and months and months at a time or sitting in a cell somewhere, because literally people like these witnesses that this crackerjack prosecutor brings in that has DUI charges that just magically disappear and other things that disappear, right? because he's their star witness. There are other people that I used to arrest that I didn't even believe were guilty on these bogus charges because we've got tons of laws that don't make any sense. Like, oh, I find a little weed on somebody. Oh, that's money for the state. Yeah, right? No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong about any of this, but I would argue that has actually been a good thing. Now, it's been very bad for Kyle that we have a young man sitting on trial for murder, but how good has it been for all of America to sit and witness this corruption. How how long? When is the last time? Can, imagine a time. I think my buddy Daryl Cooper at the Martyr Made podcast. We need to reach out for him and get him on the show, by the way. I think my buddy Daryl Cooper made this point, so I don't want to steal his point. But he said, try to imagine a time, any other time when the right, when the American right would be understandably distrustful of the FBI, CIA, and justice system in general. There hasn't been. But now we have the information and we're distrustful. All right, I'll get to your phone calls, 877-377-4373. And I have some audio from Mayorkas that is pretty revealing. Hang on. the jesse kelly show and okay all right as promised i'm gonna play you the dhs dhs secretary mayorkas before i get back to the phones 877-377-4373 before i play this for you though we have to talk about something tonight it's dark maybe everyone's in bed maybe everyone's going to bed you hear Knock at your door. You go look through your peephole, maybe even open the door. And there's somebody standing there, looks like a dirt ball. Maybe he has some teardrop tattoos on his face. Not that I am against that, but you know what I'm talking about. Are you letting that person in your home? Of course you're not letting that person in your home. Why? But why aren't you? I don't understand. Why aren't you letting that person in your home? Because you love your home. You love the people in your home. You value it. So you strictly monitor access to it. The reason I say the Democratic Party is not the un-American party, but the blatantly anti-American party is not because of their stances on taxes or spending. It's because of their stance on illegal immigration and refugees. You can tell everything about the Democratic Party as it stands today by how they talk about the people who flood this country. Now, you told another senator you don't know how many gotaways there have been? 
I will have to circle back, uh, Senator, with that information. Yes. So that wasn't a fact that, that you thought was relevant to this hearing? Oh, it is um, uh, absolutely uh, uh, relevant. I, I understand why the question is posed. It's a fact of great... Okay. You're, but you're not prepared to answer it. How about this? How many deaths, how many illegal aliens have died crossing illegally into the United States under Joe Biden's administration? I don't have that data. So the, so the deaths, you didn't prepare that data either. All right, how about this? How many children have been in the Biden cages in calendar year 2021? Um, uh, Senator, I uh, respectfully disagree with um, your use of uh, the term cages. Fine, you can disagree with it. How many children have been in the Biden cages? I've been to the Biden cages. I've seen the Biden cages. How many children have you detained at the Donna Tent facility in the cages you built to hold kids? Uh, I, I respectfully am not familiar with the term cages. And Pause here real quick. It, it, I hate to come out and say this, but I always feel the need to, to to throw this disclaimer in. I know Ted Cruz personally, and I like Ted Cruz a lot. He, he's a friend. So I know I'm probably biased. It's not that I think Ted Cruz is going to be president. I understand the, the things people don't like about him. I get that. But I will say this. Is there anything more enjoyable than watching Ted Cruz interrogate scumbag communists? Because he's so good at it. Just listen to him take this guy apart. It's marvelous. 2021. Um, uh, Senator, I uh, respectfully disagree with um, your use of uh, the term cages. Fine. You can disagree with it. How many children have been in the Biden cages? I've been to the Biden cages. I've seen the Biden cages. How many children have you detained at the Donna Tent facility in the cages you built to hold kids? Uh, I, I respectfully am not familiar with the term cages and to what you are referring there are enclosures in which they are locked in, in which I took photographs and put them out because you blocked the press and didn't want people to see the Biden cages. These secure facilities in which they are locked down in Donna, that uh, those facilities, how many children have been in them? That is a soft-sided facility. It is not. A okay. Are you going to answer the question? How many children have been in that facility? I, I will have to circle back with you with the precise number. So that was Ted Cruz destroying Mayorkas. Now let's move on to the whole who would you let in your home thing. Keep that in mind as you listen to this bit. Now you've testified that you're not doing those interviews. Not at all. That they're not happening. No, if I may. You, you have just testified. You just said that they are not being interviewed unless they're already in our system as a known terrorist. No. That would have captured none of the 9-11 hijackers. If, if I may, Senator, that is... That is not, and I apologize if I was not clear. Um, you are correct that we are not conducting in-person full refugee interviews of 100% of the individuals. What percentage are you here. conducting? I don't have that information. What number have what been we, interviewed? Uh, what we are doing We're not even conducting in-person interviews of the people we brought here from Afghanistan? A country, a country where child brides are routine. And again, that's not every person from Afghanistan, but we understand. You know what? You know what Baka or Bacha Bazi is? I'm going to, because I understand this is a family show and I understand you listen with your children. I'm going to make this as rated G as humanly possible, but go look it up. Go look up what it is. It is, uh, gosh, I don't even know how to say this on the air. What, Chris? 
Well, I don't think little boy dancers is as delicate as what I was going for. Chris, good grief. That was about as delicate as Kamala Harris. Jeez. Okay, but you know what? He's not wrong. Afghanistan has a bunch of different tribes and a bunch of different parts to its culture. But rest assured, there are parts of Afghanistan where the culture is wretched filth, where women get stoned to death for disobeying their fathers, where boys are ritually abused. Young girls, I mean, nine, ten years old, are sold into slavery to men. We then imported thousands of people from that country, and this administration can't even be bothered to conduct an in-person interview? And it's not complicated as to why. What have I told you? What are the three things? Everyone knows them by now. The three things every single person who leads this culture now, they all have it in common. I'll go backwards because the first one's most appropriate. What's the third thing? Everyone knows it? They believe they should rule over you. The second thing is completely disconnected from reality, right? From academia to the political world. They just don't understand reality. But what's number one? Always number one? No love of country whatsoever. Oftentimes, it's a hatred of the country. There's no love of country. If you allow a bunch of refugees to flood into the United States of America from a country with some really dark parts of its culture, and you don't even bother conducting an in-person interview, it's because you hate this place. It's because you hate this place. That's a fact. All right. Tabor, New York City, go. Hi, uh, Jesse. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I listened to you today for the first time. I don't know much about you except that, you know, you're you're absolutely crazy, but but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, you said you said that thing about black people. You know, being black is not a religion. So that statement you made that all black people are anti-gay marriage is a little interesting. I don't know if it's offensive, but that's not why I called. I called about. Vice President Kamala Harris missing in action. And people are wondering, you know, why don't we hear of her or see of her? She's like Jimmy Carter. She makes a public appearance every couple of months to show that she's still alive. But I don't think it's because they're not letting her do her job. I think she's doing it purposely because she doesn't want to be seen as as associated with the Biden administration because she's embarrassed of what this administration is doing. And And she's actually the one pulling the strings. This is her agenda. She's a radical liberal and this is what she wants she just doesn't want to be the one doing it so she should be able to run in 2024 i don't hate that i don't hate that theory i will probably push back on this and it's it's something small and petty but i will probably push back on this i don't think she's a radical liberal i don't think kamala harris actually believes in anything at all i think if she thought it would get her power she would be far to the right of me tomorrow that's not what she believes i don't think she believes in anything All right, we'll finish up a couple phone calls, and then we're going to get to headlines I didn't get to, but I did want to get to this email. Hi, Jesse. Love your show. My son is a 14-year-old high school freshman here in Iowa, and I'd like to get him started with books that reveal the horrors of socialism and communism. Any recommendations? Thanks. Yeah, the Tuttle Twins books. Get, uh, Libertas is an amazing organization, and they've created the Tuttle Twins books for kids everywhere from toddlers to teenagers. And these are books that teach kids how to identify socialism, 
how horrible communism actually is. They teach kids things about freedom, private property rights, free markets, and they're entertaining. That's the most important thing because my kids wouldn't care about these or read them if they weren't entertaining. If you're interested in getting your kids educated on important things, go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com. That's TuttleTwinsJesse.com. That link gets you 35% off. You even get a free activity workbook and more. TuttleTwinsJesse.com. Don't hope for the best for your kids. Train them in the way they should go. TuttleTwinsJesse.com. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. All right, two more calls, and then we're going to get to headlines I didn't get to because there are some good ones. There are some good ones tonight. Remember, if you want to email the show, you can. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All your emails get read by me. They all go right to Chris. He prints them all out for me. I read them. I'm not going to respond. I get way too many, and I'm a rude person. But you email anything you want. Love, hate, death threats. You're asked Dr. Jesse questions. They're more than welcome. If you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. All right. Before we get to headlines, Dave, go. Semper Fi, brother. Hey, the big problem we have in this country is absolutely the media. Uh, When the enemy, which I do call them the enemy, they're the enemy of the people, just like Trump had said. When they control 80% of the narrative, uh, that is a big problem. When When they're parodying out propaganda... And people see it over and over and over. The Democrats have this thing they started under Obama, it seems like. They just say the same thing over and over until you, you know, a lot of people start believing it, even when it's wrong. Biden's doing it right now, whether it's inflation or anything. They, they keep saying the same thing over and over. How to fix it is this. You go back to something called the Fairness Doctrine, which a lot of people probably don't know what that was, but it was an FCC rule back in 1949. From there till 1987, it was in existence. And then it sort of went away, and it completely went away under Obama in 2011 when they took it off the federal registry. But that basically required anyone who had a, uh, a, a license, like, like for TV or radio, they had to present controversial issues, but they had to do it in a fair and balanced way. They had to provide books. That'll never work. It'll never work at all. I, 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 don't, I don't hate the idea. Well, actually, I take that back. I do hate the idea. That'll never work at all. And here's why it won't work. They would just abuse that the same way they do now. What do you see when you tune into, well, not that I think you tune into CNN, but if you were to ever tune into CNN, what do you see? You see a panel of communists, and what do you always see? The one, quote, Republican in there. And it's always a Republican who magically comes down and hates Donald Trump and hates everything that is on the right. That's how they would present every issue. They just find some loser Republican and they'd be all, this is our guy who's going to tell you about the other side. Oh, and get this. And I found this out personally. You know what? Chris, if you remind me, I'll tell a personal story about this tomorrow. Chris knows the story I'm talking about too. These networks, they intentionally select the dumbest Republican they can possibly find to be on their shows. They try to select smart Democrats, although that's difficult. 
but they will seek out the dumbest Republican humanly possible so they can't ever communicate issues properly. And you don't think that's real? I've got an inside baseball story on that for you tomorrow. Chris, if you remind me, Chris will probably screw this up. I'm going to I'm going to tell you that story at the beginning of the show tomorrow. Towards the beginning of the show, I will tell you that story. All right, it's time. And now, here's a headline. By the, go, you know the you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. ASU professor calls traditional grading racist and and suggests labor-based grading. Again, if you send your child to a college campus and pay six figures for the privilege of sending your child to a college campus, well, you get what you get. Don't throw a fit. Headline, Liz Cheney no longer recognized by the Wyoming GOP. They voted 31 to 29 to throw her out of the GOP in Wyoming. It's, it's kind of a nominal thing. It's not a big deal. But I will tell you, it is working. We are slowly but surely getting rid of the old losers. It's never going to happen as fast as you want it to happen or as fast as I want it to happen, but it is happening. Headline, five Navy SEALs running for Congress rip Joe Biden over the retreat from Afghanistan. I have my hopes up for this. I generally have my hopes up for veterans when they run for Congress, especially on the Republican ticket, because you can automatically normally lump in some level of patriotism. Let's hope they win. Let's hope once they win, they don't go to D.C. and forget who they are and what they believe. Headline, rumor that Biden is considering moving Harris to the Supreme Court sweeps D.C., Maybe one of the funniest things I've seen, and you're going to see a lot of this in the coming days, is the Biden administration throwing these little trial balloons out there of places they can move Kamala Harris because they desperately need her out of the vice president's chair. The backup plan is not going to work. And let's not forget, we are coming fresh off the heels of Joe Biden pooping his pants in front of the Pope. San Francisco Police Commissioner posts anti-police messages, including calling officers sick beeps. And that word starts with an F. Like I've said a million times, the anti-American radical who hates everything good and right, he has moved off of the street corner. He's moved out of the college campus. And now he occupies virtually all of the major positions of power in this country. It is a dangerous place to be where we have ventured into. That's the police commissioner. Good grief. Twelve more states sue Biden administration over the vaccine mandate. Balkanize. Get to a red state. Get there now. I know some of you have jobs and family obligations. If you can't get to a red state, the entire system may be stacked against you at this point in time. But the one thing you still have in your back pocket is some states that can provide you some level of protection. Get there. Get your family there. And... Become an activist when you get there. Run for school board. Run for city council. Run for county commissioner. Occupy all the local offices. Run out all the communist losers currently luxuriating on your school board and infecting your kids with communist filth. 
Go take the fight to them. Make them miserable. Take away from them everything they love in life. That is what is good. I will tell you my story tomorrow about how these media places pick only the dumbest Republicans. It's a doozy. That and much, much more coming up tomorrow on my show. That's all. Take it easy.